proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye, bye, bye? Question mark? <laughs> It is hot by summer. Hello and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one-stop shop for everything by with your host, Charmy. That's me. Everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. So let's get into it. Welcome back, bitch. It's 2023. We're here. We're queer. We're popping pussy in the atmosphere. This 2023 feels like, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but it feels good. I mean, we're really off to a really good start because there's so many fun things that have happened in hot buy news like so many things that i just want to freaking scream so let's get straight into it let's get into hot buy news aka why is nobody talking about this the ankle biting bald-headed leprechaun is going to prison bitch he's going to prison and i love that like there's so many like abolitionists that are like yeah well i don't know what to say uh he's he's going so um here we are, um, and here we motherfucking are. I mean, he's going to prison. Tory Lanez is going to prison. Tory Lanez, is, that feels good. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Mm, it feels good in my mouth. Yeah, so Tory Lanez is going to prison. I was getting a little concerned. I have been following this trial since, hmm, since the very beginning. I watch and consume a lot of pop culture I have ever since I was a kid. I always have loved pop culture. I feel like it tells the story of what's going on in the world and it really tells a big story. It's like you got to think big, bitch. Think big. It's like a big picture, big ether situation. It, it tells us like when you look at like R&B artists from the 90s and like following Beyonce's career, like what was going on with black women? When you look at fashion, what was going on with fashion? Like it just tells a bigger story. So anyways, I have been really in the in the deep pits of this Tory Lanez versus uh, the state of California because Megan was never on trial. But the trial of public opinion obviously is very different, especially to um, leprechaun followers. Um, so I've been following it for a minute. And there was a blogger when it first came out, I believe in 2020, there was a blogger and I follow her YouTube channel. And she was like, yeah, there's this really crazy story happening. Like Megan stepped on a piece of glass after a fight and it was really crazy. She got rushed to the hospital, but you know, she just stepped on a piece of glass. And in my head, I was like, that's so weird. Like, what happened? Like, I was trying to put the pieces together, and then that's what really got everything going. And uh, we all know the rest, right? This whole time has been an uproar. The end of the year, obviously, has just been – there's a lot going on, right? We had so much going on. But I'm really happy to say that, you know, justice is not served because her reputation has been dragged the mud. Big rappers, huge rappers that have a huge voice – and really set the tone, like I said, big picture stuff, set the tone for how people treat women. They had a really great opportunity. There was a lot of opportunities for a lot of celebrities to speak up, and nobody did. And I'm sure it's because their publicists, all their publicists were like, shut your mouth until the end of the trial. 
because you're going to look stupid. Like, don't say a word. I know that's why. But you don't always have to follow everything your publicist says. Like, sure, yes, you do legally, blah, 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 blah. But you don't really have to. And so it just was very interesting that, like, all the negative voices really were, like, amplified. And anybody – there was very little people, very little people that spoke up uh, in defense of Megan. SZA was one of them. Kehlani was one of them. Kehlani had a song with Tory Lanez called Can I? Um, when her album dropped in 2020. It was good until it wasn't. So there was a song called Can I? Which was this beautiful song about sex workers. And like, it wasn't really about that. But the music video was about that. And it just like made me so happy. But anyways, so Can I came came out. And it was with Tory Lanez. I remember Kehlani went live with Tory Lanez. And he was being so weird. I don't know if he was like coked out in his car. I don't know if he was on Molly what he was on. I have no clue. He just looked out of his mind and he was driving really erratically. And I remember the live and being like, is he good? So Can I came out and Kehlani went live with Trey Lanes and he was being really erratic and weird. And then so Kehlani took him off the song, like off the song, like, no, 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 goodbye. And JoJo had a song. I remember when uh, JoJo went live with that this is the time when all the celebrities were going live with other celebrities because we were all stuck in the house and bored and celebrities were like, what do we do? Um, and it just like changed the trajectory of celebrity and careers. And it was like a hybrid between being a content creator and a celebrity um, with actual like physical talent, which to be a content creator, you have to have talent, obviously, and like drive. But uh, celebrities who are like famous for singing or dancing or um, both um, or, you know, so it takes a lot. So anyways, JoJo went live with Tory Lanez and she was like, yeah, like let's hop on a song together. And then they had a song together and JoJo took it off immediately. Like there were some really amazing people that really were were defending Megan. But for the most part, people weren't. And I just thought it was interesting that Kylie never said a single thing. But I mean, the news is the news, baby. And the leprechaun, the bald-headed leprechaun is going to jail you're going to prison bitch i just like kept saying that and i also was really like emotional quite frankly because i did not expect him to go to prison like i really genuinely was like okay well we got another r kelly situation we got another chris brown situation like unscathed always um always all the time but this is just not the time this is not the time and um I was thinking about this case and I was thinking about why I was so affected by this case. I was like, dang, like I really got emotionally attached to this case. I mean, if you're, you know, you know, AFAB, if you're a woman, if you're femme, you know how vulnerable we get in those situations. And, um, you know, we're more likely to be in those situations. In fact, I pulled up a statistic from the National LGBTQ Task Force, and it says, the lifetime prevalence of rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner is extremely high in lesbian, gay, and bisexual community, with lesbian women at 43.8%, gay men at 26%, bisexual women at 61.1%, and bisexual men at 37.3%. Reporting experiences violence compared to heterosexual women at 35% and heterosexual men at 29%. Now, anybody that knows, anybody that knows, knows that bi women are 
the most vulnerable. I just felt really relieved as a way to say it. I don't know if there's an English word to express uh, being a black woman and feeling like there's a little bit of light. Um, but it got me emotional and I was really, really excited. And, you know, I played some Meg and I was really, really just proud to be a black woman. And, you know, another really great thing that happened during this little break we had is Brittany Griner was released as well. Like it just, uh, the pictures with her wife and just, I've been following this for a long time. Anybody that knows, anybody that's been listening to this podcast knows that I have been following this case heavily. And I really just, you know, you know, we're just the most vulnerable. Black women are the most unprotected, disrespected people on the planet. And to see that people are like, oh, yeah, you're human, which is like bottom line, right? It's it's really bottom line. But it just made me feel so special. So I had my own little special protect black women party. And it was great. It was great. It was really great. Um, so Tory Lanez is going to prison. Brittany Griner is free. 2023 really is, she's really popping her pussy. She's really popping that coochie. And I'm loving this for her. So we're going to move on to more bi news. In other bi news, I wrote my first astrology horoscope for a magazine called Sanctuary. It's a BIPOC owned, operated for us, by us. And it's so incredible. And it really wasn't a horoscope. It was really just affirmations for your zodiac sign because I'm not an astrologer. I'm just an enthusiast. Um, but I do want to start taking classes um, so I can really just be like, I'm a professional bitch. Um, and really take back astrology for the black gays in the world because I'm tired of white women um, being the sole keeper of astrology. It makes me nauseous most days. If you want to get my affirmations for your zodiac sign, by the way, it is the most beautiful magazine I've ever seen in my entire life. It's filled with a bunch of black queer people. I mean, the images are absolutely stunning. I mean, I know I have a Leo moon and sometimes I do be exaggerating stories, you know? You know, sometimes I do be doing that, you know? But this is not one of those times. It legitimately looks incredible. It's like Y2K meets Vogue meets black queer ethereal baddie like that's like really the vibe of the magazine and it's like beautiful so if you want to get one get your copy it's a uk-based company um it's definitely worth it so yeah and you're supporting a really incredible bipoc company so yeah moving on to other just justice there's a lot of justice going on like i mean the definition of justice can be a lot of things to a lot of people but you know it's capricorn season and this i want i want this to be a lesson to all of us don't fuck with a capricorn unless you've got that that karmic juice you know don't mess with a capricorn so miss greta i i'm really not gonna break down this story but miss greta she came for it she snatched the wig off of andrew Tate, and he tried to play with a capricorn and guess what? He got capped back. He got capped back. Good luck, sir. You're going to prison. Good luck. <laughs> Congratulations. You are the weakest motherfucking link. Um, so Andrew Tate is going to prison. Somebody said this um, once in a like tweet or a 
uh, TikTok or something. I don't know. You know, at this point, they're all kind of meshed together in my brain. But somebody said, like, let this, like, Andrew Tate and, like, understanding his rhetoric really teach you. It was a TikTok from a black creator. Really teach you to check in with young men that you have in your life and check in with them. And so when this whole, I mean, if you kind of have been following the whole Andrew Tate cult weird stuff that's been going on um, from like, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, you already have been like, oh, this is scary. This is freaky deaky juice. Andrew Tate is a really good reminder to check in with the young men that you have in your life. Um, And I, you know, I had to check in. I I had to do a little checky check with my little brother. I was like, hello? What's going on? What's tea? What's tea with Andrew? Um, and he was like, da-da-da-da-da, Andrew Chase, da-da-da-da, he's in a cult, cult ride, da-da-da. I was like, yes, okay. But yeah, check in with your younger siblings, cousins, nephews, um, honestly, and like your, like, m- anybody. Just young people that you have in your life. It's important to check in with them. I think I saw there was a statistic that the Trevor Project like um, came out with. It might not even actually be the Trevor Project. It might be somewhere else. This is don't quote me on this. But basically, if youth, well, this is this was specific to queer youth. If queer youth have one mentor in their life, they are more likely to have to um, lead a more fulfilled life. Something along those lines. Greta snatched, snatched the wig, snatched the wig. And Andrew's going to prison. Fantastic. Um, another thing that happened at the end of the year is SZA dropped her album, which I'm like, yes, Scorpio, Scorpio. So we got to talk about SZA. We got to talk about my my girl, my wife, my wifey. Um, SZA, you know what's so funny about SZA? SZA came out with her first album, Control, when I first moved to L.A., and the way I would play and repay play that album, and I like in many ways outgrew the album. Like it came to a point where I, I mean, I'm a Scorpio. I, I I play and replay albums at nauseum. It's like sickening. Sickening. It's like actually sickening. It's like, okay, now I know every single little detail of this album, right? Um, and in preparation for her new album to come out, I was like, okay, let me listen again. And I was like, wow, I've really outgrown these feelings because a lot of those lyrics I put to certain people and certain feelings and you know normal girl and it's just so ethereal that first album was so ethereal but this one feels like such a Scorpio moment and it really teaches us that feeling is not linear it never has been linear I don't know why people expect healing like people are like black girl magic black women need to be healing in line when Taylor Swift is Talking about scarves from some random man who, like, probably has. Let me shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> shut my mother freaking mouth. When Taylor Swift is talking about scarves, which, to be frankly honest, I really actually have no clue what she means or what the tea is with that. That's why I said, let me shut up, because I really actually have no clue about that. But people are like, oh my God, this mediocre white woman is talking about scarves. Yes. Oh my God, she's killing it, selling out stadiums. I don't understand that. Well, actually, I do. I mean, we live in this world. We all are living in this world, experiencing white mediocrity at its best and being like, huh? Are we in the Twilight Zone? So anyways, SZA makes an album about feeling heartbroken and people are like, well, I think it's low vibration. It's like, 
I think your low vibration. I don't understand why people have these really weird expectations of black women to be these these ethereal beings like we are, but we're also human, bro. And sometimes we don't heal in lines. Sometimes healing hurts and sometimes it is up and down and sometimes you're cool for a couple of weeks and sometimes you're crying because something triggers you and you go to like a restaurant and it freaks you out and like I don't know like life happens let black women be humans 2023 that's my pitch um so anyways I'm very excited about this album it really just it did a lot what I was gonna say is that SZA when this album first came out I really thought I was a straight person And then five years later, I am just really munching at the bit. (laughs) I don't know why I just used that language. I am a munch in many ways. (laughs) Anyways, Sis's album is immaculate. Favorite songs, okay? Not in order. Not in order. Snooze, I fuck with Snooze heavy. Snooze is probably my favorite off the album. And actually when I, it sounds like Me, Myself, and I by Beyonce. Am I crazy when I say that? Like, it genuinely sounds like... Something about the beat sounds like me, myself, and I. Um, so I don't know if anybody else felt that or heard that, or maybe it's a sample. I don't know. I'm not like one of those like sample people, but um, who knows all the things about samples, but it sounded like me, myself, and I, and I really love it. Uh, Ghost in the Machine, Phoebe Bridgers really just, she really did, she really did her thing. I can't, I can't like that, Phoebe. I genuinely thought Phoebe Bridgers and Claro were the same people. Um so yeah uh sorry to you sorry to those people uh sorry sorry to those 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 people uh i really thought they were the same people but they're not um they're just petite white ladies who talk about sad things um but phoebe bridgers was on ghost in the machine and that i love that song it's so perfect also by the way by the time i got to that song i was sobbing then F2F. Okay, here's the tea. I've always wanted to scream Taylor Swift-esque music. Like, I've always wanted to. But I couldn't because it was Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, like, be moody and have that, like, up-tempo, fun, moody, like, I don't like you, Romeo, take me. Like, I want to sing it, but I don't want it to be Taylor Swift. And the fact that a black woman just, like, seamlessly swam throughout different genres i cried she was like oh i'm oh i'm an r&b girly but i'm also gonna do this f2f on you and i'm also gonna do this and i'm also gonna rap and i'm also i'm like you are everything she is so sexy oh god damn this is so sexy anyways x-pac incredible she's talking about drake what what she's talking about drake what who said that no what what I love how, like, in interviews, she's like, yeah, we're, like, friends and da-da-da-da. On the song, she goes, I have your favorite rapper blocked. Bitch, we know. Who's everybody's favorite? I mean, he's not everybody's favorite rapper, but he's the most mainstream rapper. Is he the best? Nah. Is he the most mainstream? Yes. She said, I have your favorite rapper blocked. Scorpio. God, I am all love a Scorpio. Um, I love Seek and Destroy. Low. Ooh, I love a good low. I love that song. Notice me. When she said, I don't want to be your girlfriend. I want to be your person. 
you i could cry thinking about that lyric i know everybody talks about that lyric but it's because it's so good i don't want to be your girlfriend i just want to be your person fuck that girlfriend shit i don't give a fuck about that fuck that heteronormativity i want to be your person bitch oh my god and then seek and destroy love it and nobody gets me that gives taylor swift too yeah. Anyways, healing is not linear. SZA is beautiful and perfect. And I just want her to sit on my face. What? Who? No. Uh, who said that? I just want her to sit on my face. Mm, okay. Anyways, SZA. Just got really hot in here. Uh, SZA is so hot. Anyways, um, her album is Immaculate. She's an artist and I love her um, forever queen of everything speaking of another sit on my face what who is saying this another person that i want to sit on my what um kehlani and her girlfriend kara russell hottest couple hottest couple on the face fucking planet bro um i just found out by scorpio fbi work that kara russell is an aries Guess who has an Aries Venus? Keilani. These two have probably the craziest chemistry of all time. Craziest chemistry of all time. Oh, and another thing that happened during our break is Keilani threw it back on Letitia Wright. <laughs> and y'all really thought Letitia Wright and Keilani were dating. And in my head, I was like, um, I don't think so like the way that Keilani was like interacting with Letitia I was like oh that's cute like she was probably like oh I love you and Black Panther like you did that that was incredible Letitia was like thank you thank you thank you and Keilani was like let me throw it back on you because I had too many shots Letitia was like I'm not gonna say no to that but my girlfriend's right here what my girlfriend's right here Keilani's like my girlfriend's in another country but I'm about to throw it back on you Letitia was like I'm not gonna say no Keilani was like thank you for your service let me throw it back on you and that's the end of that story but hey you know that's what happened shout out to them because that video is oh it's another thing that gets me really hot and bothered um but yes back to Keilani having an Aries Venus and Kara Russell being an Aries son, highly recommend you date somebody with like similar placements. Like for instance, if you, for example, I don't know this to be true. If you have a Leo moon and if this is, this, I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying in general, okay? This is not for me. This is for you and recommendations for you. If you have a Leo moon, you, sh I highly recommend you date somebody with a Leo Venus and other significant Leo placements because the chemistry is off the charts. So not using me now. We're, we're not even talking. We're not talking about me, okay? We're talking about Kara Russell and Kilani. The Aries thing is going to be hot, 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 spicy, spicy, spicy. It's going to be – it's just they just have incredible chemistry good for them. If they need a third, I'm here. I'm here. And I can be anything you all both want me to be. Top, bottom, switchy. What? <laughs> Why am I talking like this? The moon's in Gemini right now, so I'm just in a little freaky deaky little mood. Anyways, 
Let's move on to Hot by Astro T. What's going on? Like I said, the moon right now is in Gemini. It'll probably be out by the time this episode is out. But what is happening is Venus enters Aquarius on January 3rd, which is also right now. As I record, it's very exciting. Um, it's very intellectual. It's very much like simulate my brain before you simulate my genitalia. Um, I don't even know why I use that word. But it's very much like mentally stimulate me, love me from a distance energy. I love that long distance shit. I love it. Mercury is retrograde. Uh, it's here. Uh, but also don't be scared because there's a lot of fear mongering at this time. And I think we're all aware that like that's just so that like white astrologers can get paid. What? Who said that? Um, so don't be scared of Mercury retrograde. It's just a time that Mercury is just like, you know, she's just a little, she's just a little, she's a little bit off. And that's okay. So just dot all your eyes cross your t's make sure you have your keys before you leave you do a wallet keys cell phone check make sure you got your card you know just just be extra aware nothing to be scared of like at this point we all know this right i also really love mercury retrograde because it's a time where i do a lot of writing my brain is like ready to write so yeah use this to your advantage there is also going to be a full moon in cancer on january 6th <sighs> lots of feelings about that especially because it's during Capricorn season so what are we going to do we're going to schedule in time to cry we schedule in a time to cry cry for a good hour two hours three hours whatever and then we move forward right that's what we do because the moon the full moon is already very emotional the sixth hey we're up for anything it is Capricorn season we're up for anything it's a good cry it's fine and then Mercury goes direct January 18th so there's going to be feels, and that's okay. Don't be scared of your feelings. I know it's Capricorn season, but do not be scared of your feelings. Yeah. So we're going to move on to buy recommendations. My buy TikTok is kind of lit. That's what I have in my notes. Um, yeah. Low-key, high-key, it's very much lit. I'm having a very good time on the TikTok um, and really just having a fun time. I had a friend that was like, you have so many weird stories. You need to post them. And I was like, you're right. And then I did. And then it's kind of been really fun, like, doing that. So, yeah. I also forget that people are biphobic. I know that's wild to say. But, like, I genuinely forget that the world at large – I'm, like, in this, like, little bi little bubble where all of my friends are bi or pan or, you know – polyamorous or you know like I live in this little bubble of mind where I I am very protected and supported and I forget the world at large is not that way so just a reminder to take really good care of yourself and to engage with black queer specifically by creators as much as possible because we deserve love we deserve kindness we deserve good things because we get it from Women, men, non-binary, like people really do not fuck with buys. Like I do not, I do know why people are biphobic, but it's just, it's it's a lot. So just a reminder, be gentle with yourself. If you're bisexual and you're listening to this, be very gentle with yourself. We live in a really cruel world where we don't deserve the hate that we get, but we get it. And so try not to internalize it. I was doing that for a couple of days. I was like, man, these people don't like me. 
And then I remember that, like, in many ways when people show you who they are, it's like a filtration system. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm going to Brita filter you out of my life. Bye. (laughs) So just a reminder to be very, very gentle with yourself. Now, speaking of the little little ticky talk, I have a Q&A section that we're going to do, but we're going to take the question from my TikTok because I got a really beautiful question in two parts that I slightly answered on my TikTok. So if you're not already following me on TikTok, go follow me on TikTok. But I got this really beautiful question. So I made this TikTok about, I was like, get ready with me to go on a date. I was, I was about to go on a date. And so I was like, da, 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 let me get ready. Let me record this. So I did. And I talked about how I have been in a space where I can really only date people of color um, because I want to feel desirable and loved and like I'm not an option. There's a lot of um, decolonizing that white people really need to do. And I got really um, self-conscious and really um, self-deprecating. I was like, why can't you date white people? What's wrong with you? And it's like, it's not what's wrong with me. (laughs) It's a lot of white people have not done their own dissecting their stuff. And that's why it's so interesting to be a bisexual black femme because Cis men are are really raised to treat women and femmes like products. Any sort of masculine, toxic masculinity, if anybody has any of that internalized, which we all do, right? That will treat women and femmes and folks like trash. If you're bi, a lot of people are biphobic. People will treat bi folks like trash. If you're black, people will treat you like trash. So it's like you're at the intersection of all these all these intersections and you're just trying to be loved. Like at the end of the day, like when you're dating, when you go on a date, you really are just at least for me. That's that's I mean, I can't speak for anybody but myself. But for me, it's just like you're being vulnerable because you just feel that you deserve love and that takes bravery but then you're standing at the intersection of being bi being black being a woman and sometimes it really sucks and i spent most of my the beginning i'm not going to even say most i'm not even going to put that on myself i put i put a lot of time in trying to seek validation from white queers that's like the like the biggest most i think the biggest mistake that i made when I first came out, was trying to get validation. There were a lot of women that I went on dates with, a lot of women that I went on dates with, who I didn't even really, I wasn't super attractive. There was no chemistry, but I just wanted them to like me because I wanted them to validate my queerness. And when they ghosted me or when they um, showed little interest because they were looking at some white, skinny, blue-eyed queer Um, who was more conventionally attractive um, or when they didn't communicate or when they just didn't meet my expectations, I would take it so personally because I'm like, I need your validation so that you can really remind me of my queerness. And I got to this point where I felt like I was on a spinning wheel and, and I like was like, dang, maybe I need to go back to dating cis men. 
because that's the only way I'm going to find like love and security and the way that I want to. But I'm so disappointed because I don't even like really dating cis men half the time because I just it's a lot like I can get there, but it takes so much effort. and I really don't want effort anymore. I'm tired of all that effort. And so I was just like really sad for a long time. I was like, I'm never going to find love. I don't know if I thought that. I, I do I do have like a lot of optimism within me. So I, I knew I would find love. I was just like, dang, but it's going to be hard though. And then I came to the point where I was like, what, what am I doing wrong? Like hand to the sky. I'm vulnerable. I'm sad. I'm depressed. What the freak am I doing wrong? And I looked within myself because it's like sometimes you're like, it's the world, it's the world. And yes, in many cases, it is the world. But I needed to self-reflect and say, what is the through line? What is the through line? What is the through line? And it was like, girl, you're going on dates with white gays. And you're not finding validation from the white gays. Literally, like the gays, the G-A-Y-S and the G-A-Z-E, you're not finding validation at all. So what do we need to do? And like crying and sad and feeling ugly and just disappointing date after disappointing, like no chemistry, but wanting the validation and or chemistry and like wasn't reciprocate. I was like, what do I need to do? So I did a little millennial maneuver and looked within myself and was like, okay, I need to decolonize my dating. Boom. And I stopped going to queer events um, that were run by white people because it took so much effort to be the baddest bitch in the room and nobody noticed. (laughs) Um, It just was a lot. And I knew that I was worth more. So I stopped going to these white queer events that my friend, like, it's so funny now to think about because I saw this picture come up of me at this white queer event. And I look, (laughs) there were like professional pictures taken. I look so confused and sad and just like, why am I here? But I'm, I guess I have to be here. But now looking back, I'm like, girl, girl, girl. So I stopped doing that and I I decentered the white gaze from my dating life and it really started to blossom. It really started to blossom. I really had to step by step really like say okay, what's what's going on? Let's figure this out. Let's decolonize. Why are you thinking in this way? Why do you think you need this type of validation? Why do you think you need to be with these people? And you know, growing up super Christian, super around a lot of white people. And it was a lot of that first elementary school wound of not fitting in. And I was trying to like re, I I wanted that back. I wanted that time back. And I was like, okay, I don't feel like I fit in with the straight people. Okay. Now I know that I'm queer. Okay. Now I'm going to go to these like white queer spaces, but I still am not finding any sort of validation. I was just trying to heal that wound with really broken people and it just wasn't working. And so here we are um, at a space where I feel so much better, dude. Because at the end of the day, whether somebody dates me or not, it doesn't really matter. Like it wasn't about the dating. Like 
I mean, the date, like, like when we talk about like pop culture is about what was in the ether, what's happening, what's the story that's being told at the time. It really wasn't about the dating, right? It was about me wanting to feel and find love. So the moment that I really found that is when I kind of stopped dating (laughs) and started making my queer friendships more romantic. The moment I made my queer friendships more, more romantic is the moment I was like, oh, this unlocks everything. Because at the end of the day, these people are going to be here for me, right? But more importantly, I'm going to be here for myself. Like, I've got me. You know that Alina Baraz song? She was on my top. She was on my top. <laughs> she was on my top Spotify um, wrapped. But she has a song where she's like, nobody's got me like I've got me. Nobody's got me like I've got me. And to really be able to say that and mean that is powerful, powerful beyond measure. Like if I could go back in time, I would say, make your queer friendships more romantic. Stop trying to get these white queers to like you because they're white before anything else. They do not give a fuck. They do not give a fuck about you. And to have some more fun. You deserve it. You didn't get that when you were younger. You didn't get that fun. You didn't get that, you know, that free carelessness that white kids were afforded. But now you do. So live in that. Live in that truth. This person asked me a question on TikTok. As a bi woman, do you feel the same about dating cis men? Like to get the kind of love that you want or have to be an educator in an educator position because otherwise it's very easy to end up making yourself smaller as a queer woman. It's a very beautiful question that can just be answered with at the end of the day. I really have fallen in love with myself in 2022 in a way that is so far deeper than I ever would expect. And it really came from decolonizing my dating choices, but it was beyond dating. It really came from me romanticizing my friendships and really going on dates with myself, getting things for myself, getting myself flowers. I just got myself some flowers, some eucalyptus. It came from me being like, wow, I'm I'm, I'm beautiful, not just because of the way that I look, which by the way, the moment I get a red wig, I don't want anybody to talk to me. Nobody talk to me. Rappers? Rappers only, not kidding. Um, but I really fell in love with myself, not just the way that I look, but like, because it is the way that I look. I'm like, damn, I'm looking thick in this, man. I'm looking thick and beautiful. But it's also like, what would my partner do for me at this time? You know, what would my partner do for me at this time? Would my partner get me flowers? Hell yeah. So get yourself some motherfucking flowers. Would my partner take me out on a hike? Hell yeah. Like I would like put makeup on myself just for me and be like, damn, you look good, bitch. Or like get myself a plant or just afford myself the relaxation and rest that I deserve. It just was really special 2022. So going into 2023, I really want to prioritize loving myself more. Because at the end of the day, if somebody ghosts me, if somebody says, "Mm, I'm not really feeling this situation, it's like, okay, that sucks. But that doesn't take away my beauty. Like, it's not going to 
do like that's it doesn't take away my value it doesn't take away my beauty i mean capitalism will have you thinking that but you know if you decolonize a lot of your thinking then that stuff doesn't matter so on that note happy 2023 we're in this bitch more fun more money more orgasms and 2023 i want to think of something that rhymes with 2023 2023 let's be free oh i ate i ate with that one i ate with that one oh somebody call the rappers somebody call the rappers i got bars anyways um i am so excited if you have listened to this point I'm so excited to kickstart this new season of Hot by Summer. So many incredible fun things are going to happen this 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 I'm, I was going to say this summer, Hot by Summer, this summer. But like I said, Hot by Summer is not about the summer, it's about the state of mind. It's about the state of mind, and that's where we're at. So Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited for your journey. If you have any questions, uh, please send them in to hotbysummer at gmail.com. And uh, bye.